Here, let's learn about the mitzvah of Sfirah Sa'omer. The mitzvah of Sfirah Sa'omer, which is, of course, what we are in the middle of doing now from Pesach until Shavuos, from the second night of Pesach until the night before Shavuos, we do the 49 days. Um, and that comes from this week's parsha. The entire mitzvah of Sfirah Sa'omer comes from this week's parsha, as we have here in the beginning of the, pe- in the, of the paper, Perich of Gimel, Pasuk, Tezvav, and Tezayin, chapter 23, verse 15 and 16. You shall count for yourselves from the day after Shabbos, from the day that you bring the Omer, the carbon over, seven complete weeks. Till the end of the seventh week, you should count 50 days, and then you bring a new Mincha for Hashem. That is the Pasuk that is the source of Sfiris Omer. Famously, this Pasuk was the uh, source of one of the greatest debates of the, uh, of the Torah true Jews, the Jews who were true to the Chachamim, versus the Tzedukim, the Sadducees, and the Baitusim, uh, because the, um, the Chachamim were Mechabal, they received the Pshat here, although it says the day after Shabbos, it means the day after the first day of Pesach. And that the Gemara has a lot about this, which we're not going to get into, but the Chachamim knew and received through from Moshe Rabbeinu, that here it means to start counting for the day after the first day of Pesach, which is, of course, what we do. Those who refuse to accept Torah Shabbat, the oral tradition, they said, listen, it says Shabbos, Shabbos is Shabbos, and therefore they would start counting from the first Sunday after the beginning of Pesach, whenever that would come out. So that was a famous dispute, but again, of course, we go so with the Chachamim. always on Monday? Right, right, always, always. So that was their thing, and of course, we don't go with them. But this is the puzzle. Now, so we have here a very interesting mitzvah. It's the only mitzvah of its type. That is every single day for a given period of time. Throughout the entire year, we don't have any other such mitzvah. Either we do something every day, like tefillin, um, or kriya shema, or we do something for seven days, or two, what, two, one day, or two days, or eight days. But there's no such mitzvah that's 49 days long. And what's the idea behind this mitzvah? And here we have a number of different pirushim that I wanted to look into. One is from the Ran. The Ran is one of the early Rishonim. Iran lived some, I'm not, I'm not going to say seven, eight hundred years ago. Iran himself has what's called the Chidushi Haran, which is his commentary to the Shas, to the Gemara. And there's also the Iran on the Rif. The Rif is one of the first Rishonim, Rabbi Yitzchak Al-Fasi. The Rif was the teacher of the teacher of the Rambam, right? Because the Rif was the teacher of the Rimegash, who was the teacher of the Rambam. And the Rif um, writes, a, writes a commentary to the entire Talmud, and the Iran writes a commentary on the Rif. So this piece here is from the Iran on the riff at the very end of Tractate Psochem. And the Ran says something fascinating. He says, Bahagoda Gamkin Omru. When he says your Haggadah, he doesn't mean the Haggadah of Pesach. He means the Agoda, what we've been told, told by our teachers. He says, Moshe. When Moshe Rabbeinu told the Jewish people that we're leaving Egypt, we're leaving Mitzrayim, and Tavdun Esolikim we're going to ultimately serve Hashem on this mountain, on Har Sinai. So they left Egypt with a game plan. They knew they were going to Har Sinai. Amru la Yisrael. So the Jewish people told, said to Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu, a Masai Avoida Zu. When are we going to get to serve Hashem? We left, we left Mitzrayim. We're heading to Matan Torah. When's this going to be? Amr Lahem. Moshe Rabbeinu answered them, Lasov Chamishim Yom. It's going to be 50 days. You're going to have to wait 50 days. Vahoyu Moinin. Kol Echad Ve'echad La'atzma. So every person was counting down to Matan Torah. This is Gvaldi Giran. Only the Ran says this. He says that every Jew in, in, his own, in his own was counting down the days because they were waiting 50 days to Matan Torah. They were counting. Mikan kavu chachamim l'sfirah This is why the chachamim 
instituted that we should say Sfiras HaOmer as well as a countdown from Pesach the Shavuos to Matan Torah. Now, obviously, we have to understand the Torah says you count the Omer from the Karban HaOmer. So how's Iran saying that we do it just to remember that they were counting for Matan Torah? So he explains, Kolomer, Bezman Karban Omer. Nowadays, when we have no Besamekdash, so we don't bring the Karban, we don't bring the Omer, so, why, so then why are we counting? Rather, we're counting down the 50 days because of the Simcha, of receiving the Torah again. Just like the Jewish people counted in that time. So this is famously the reason that the Ram gives, a very original reason for Sfira Saomer, that it's a countdown. It's a countdown to Shavuos, to Matan Torah, just like the Jewish people counted down to Shavuos the first time around. That's from the Ram. The Or HaChaim on the Parsha, and of course the Or HaChaim has more of a Kabbalistic bent to it. So he gives a different explanation from the Zohar, a very fascinating explanation. And he says, again, it's on this week's Parsha, Svartim Lachem, you count to yourself. Amru, Amru Lochem. Why does it say, count for yourself? Seemingly, it should have said, Usfartem, right? Usfartem, um, count days, Usfartem, count for, what do you mean, count for yourselves? So he says, Amru Lochem. Litzavd, Sheyitzav Hashem, Lispar Sheva Shabbosos. Because Hashem was telling them to count the seven weeks. Why? Why seven? Why seven weeks? Amru Zichronam Levrocha. Our masters of lesson memory said, and he's quoting from the Zohar. Zohar Chile Gimel, Tzadik Dalad Of course, the Zohar is from Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, whose yard site is next week, Lag Ba'omer, celebrated by Klal Yisrael. And the Zohar says, Ki litzad shahoyu bitumas mitzrayim. Klal Yisrael in Egypt was very, very impure. And this is something that's brought in all form of Kabbalah, that um, we were in a very, very low level, spiritual level of impurity. Viratza Hashem lehizdaveg leumazu. Matan Torah is considered the wedding of Klal Yisrael and the Jewish people. And therefore, Orchaim says something fascinating. We know we have in Halacha the concept of Nida. Of, no, not Shavu the concept of Nida, that when there's impurity, you got to wait seven days in order to be pure, in order for husband and wife to be together again. Says the Zohar, the seven weeks of Sfira is the counting, is the cleansing of the Tumah of Mitzrayim, allowing the wedding of Hashem and Klal Yisrael. That's the, that's the Zohar. He says, Donba kimishpat nida. So therefore Hashem judged us like a nida. Shadina lispar zayin nikim. That the nida counts seven days, seven clean days, to clean of tumah. Now, problem with that theory is, someone's supposed to ask about now, a nida is not seven times seven, it's just seven. <laughs> it's seven days, not 49 days. What happened with the math here? So he says, he said, Hashem said, commanded that we count seven weeks. Then we would be fit. We as a, as a nation, as a Klal Yisrael, would be fit to be like a Kala, like a bride to Hashem, to the Chupa. Now, even though by, by Anida, it's seven days. And here it was seven weeks. He says, well, First of all, we were a lot more impure than the Nida. We were 210 years in Mitzrayim, the tomb of Mitzrayim. So we were on a way lower level. Plus, we were in one person. We were an entire nation. So what takes the one Nida seven days took us seven times seven. That's how the Zohar explains it. He says, Let'sad haflogas atuma because of the tremendous amount of impurity. V'gam heyosam b'chlolis Yisrael and also was the entire nation of Chlal Yisrael 
Shi'er hatamim deim kikain mishpatam. So therefore Hashem, who's complete in his, in his wisdom, um, approximated that what we needed is seven times seven. So who maimer hakosov kan, this then is what the Pasuk means, the Arachayim concludes, usfartim lochem, count for yourselves. Pirush, what that means is that sibas sfira zu hu chem that the counting is for yourself in order to make yourself worthy to purify yourself if not for your impurities Hashem would have immediately given us the Torah when we left Mitzrayim but being that we were still very impure we had to go through this cleansing period of these 49 days which is again the 7 times 7 days of the Nida that is the Orachayim based on the Holy Zohar so what what do we have so far we have two um, explanations the explanation of the Ram from a uh, the, the, from more of a halachic perspective, and he says there was a countdown going on to Matan Torah, and the explanation of the Zayhar that it was a cleansing period and a period of preparing ourselves also for Matan Torah. The two explanations are not far from each other; they're just focusing on different aspects. According to both, there is this period of waiting and preparing for Matan Torah, which this period that we're in is exactly that's what it's all about. Now, this idea, this idea of the Zohar that when we left Egypt, we weren't quite ready to receive the Torah. Um, we were still quite impure, is something that the Tanya uses as well. And here I have a quote from chapter 31 of Tanya, a very beautiful idea. And he talks about sometimes a person feels that they're not that holy, that they're not, not that pure because of A, B, C, D, E, F, G, whatever it is. And what's required from us is to just give a jump out of our state and just do the right thing, do good. And he says, that's what Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim really was. He asks an interesting question. If the Pasuk says that we escaped Mitzrayim, ki ha'om, we escaped Mitzrayim, the question is, why is it an escape? Paro said, leave. I think we've discussed this in the past. Why, why was it an escape? Spiritual. Okay, but the Pasuk says they escaped. So we'll get to the spiritual. On, on a chat level, what it means is because we told Paro we're just going for three days. And then we turned around and went out the back door. We, didn't, we weren't coming back. So that's pshat. So the Alter Rebbe asks in Tanya, he says, but why do they have to do that? Why do they have to tell him three days and then escape? We were in the driver's seat. You know, we had 10 plagues on our side. We had Matkas Bacharas. Why do we have to say we're escaping? We could have said we're leaving, you know, good riddance. Says the Alter Rebbe, no, because spiritually it was an escape. Because we were escaping our own unholiness, our own impurities, mm -hmm. which was very strong. And we were running away from ourselves into Hashem's bosom, so to speak. And that's why in the Pshat story, also it had to be escape. You know, the physical is always a mirror of the spiritual. Being that spiritually we were escaping our own Tumah, therefore on a Pshat level that had to happen. And that, then we worked throughout Sphira Saomer to cleanse ourselves and make ourselves ready for Matan Torah, like the Zohar said. So let's read that here in the Tanya. He says, This is really the Yitzhiyas Misraim that each and every one of us is able to experience. Concerning Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, it says that the nation escaped. Seemingly, it's hard to understand. Why did we have to escape? If they would have told Paro, we're leaving forever. Would he not be forced to send them? After all, again, we were in the driver's seat. Ella, rather, the reason is because the, the, the wickedness, the bad, 
that was in the souls of the Jewish people, Adayin Haya B'Takfei was still very strong within the Jewish people. B'Chalal HaSmali in the left side of our heart, which is the place of the animalistic desires. The impurities did not leave us till the giving of Torah. So we were very, very much imprisoned in our own impurities. But their desire, their will. That the godly soul should go out from the exile of the impurities. The impurities of Egypt so really leaving Mitzrayim was this escape escaping our own impurity and that's why we had to run away and then the Alter Rebbe says something very interesting what about when Mashiach comes God willing tonight, tomorrow, Mashiach comes then are we escaping Golos? the Pasuk says no the Pasuk, the Navi says we're not rushing out, we'll walk out why? because after a lengthy Golos of 3,000 years we've already, we've already refined all those impurities and now we don't have to escape from the final Golos, it's not an escape and that's what he finishes and that's why in the future when Mashiach will come the Pasuk says that Hashem will remove the spirit of impurity from the land then the Pasuk says we won't go out in haste Hashem will be marching in front of us then we will not be escaping anything because the impurity will have been removed so, so this third paragraph of Tanya fits very well with what the Zohar tells us. And that is, we left Egypt, we still very much had impurities. And that's what Sfirah Sa'omer is all about. Sfirah Sa'omer is that 49 days that we, work on clen- we worked on cleansing ourselves, again, similar to the impurity of the Nida who has to cleanse herself in order to, be, in order to have that Dechasana of Klal Yisrael and Hashem. Okay. So, now we understand that Sfirah Sa'omer really is a time on working on impurity and unholy midos, which really, um, there's different nuschos of Sfirah Sa'omer, but many of us say, every night of Sfirah, we talk about a different Sfirah, right? Chesed, Shebe Chesed, and Gvura, Shebe Chesed, and, and Gvura, and Tiferes, and Netzach. These are all really internal avoda of, with, within our midos. There's an interesting Mishnah in the tractate of Sota, and we have it here in the next quote. Sota said, Daf Yudalad, Aleph, you know, 14a in Sota, and it says something interesting. Every, there was many a carbon mincha in the base of Mikdash. A carbon mincha was always the flower offering. There was many different types of minchas. All of the minchas were brought from um, from chitim. What's chitim is uh, wheat. 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 I'm sorry, wheat. You know, flour coming from wheat. Aside from the mincha of the sota. The sota, of course, is the woman who is accused. We don't know for sure. Accused of infidelity, and she would bring a mincha, but that was made out of barley. The zuman as seorin. Why? Barley is lonely. Barley is? Lowly. Right, barley is lowly. In Gemara language, chitin is Michael Odom, and barley is Michael Behema. Uh, um, wheat was always considered a human staple, and barley was considered an animal staple. I don't know how that goes over today with health, but the, the, that was in the Gemara's language. And therefore, the woman who was accused of acting um, animalistically brought a barley carbon. Interesting, there's one more mincha that's, that's brought from barley, and that is mincha sa'omer. The, only the carbon omer. And the question is why? The Gemara doesn't explain. The Gemara, the Gemara says, and that's what he says here, um, Rabbi Gamliel Omer, why, why did the woman, the Sota, bring the barley offering? Meaning that she acted animalistic. Her carbon is an animal uh, f- uh, um, food as well. The question remains, what about the mincha of the, of the Omer? Why is that an animal offering? 
But according to this Zohar and Tanya, we'll understand it very well. Because the whole idea of Svira Soomer is dealing with the animalistic midos within ourselves. Because we were very, um, we were very affected by the impurities of Mitzrayim. It wasn't even, I don't know if it's our fault. 210 years, a, a slave nation in a decadent and immoral country is going to rub off on you. Well, we're here 270 years ago. Look what's in here. 270 in America. Okay, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's tough. The fact is that it's very difficult to be strong and not be affected, and, you know, especially today with everything going on, which it, it's, it's, uh, it's not easy. So therefore, when they leave Mitzrayim, they have all those animal tendencies that they have to deal with. And that's why the carbon omer, like the carbon sota, is a barley offering, an animal food offering, because it's specifically to work on and to deal with the animalistic side of who we are. That is the explanation of the Akimara. And we'll conclude with a very fascinating pirush, according to all of this, in a pasuk in Shir Hashirim. We know Shir Hashirim, Song of Songs, was written by um, Shlomo HaMelech. And it's, the whole song is really, the whole Shir Hashirim is a love story. It's a love song. That's what it is. And to the extent that in the early generations of Gemara, there were those who said, we shouldn't be teaching this. You know, this is not good stuff. And then came the Tanaim and said, no, this is the holiest of all the books of the Torah. The Gemara says a quote, that if all the others farm are Kodesh, Shir Hashirim was Kodesh HaKodesh. Because it's, the, it's Shlomo HaMelech's metaphor for the love of Hashem and Klal Yisrael, and back Klal Yisrael to Hashem, the love of, of, of Chassan and Kala, bride and groom. So, there is a Pasuk in Shir Hashirim, first chapter, Pasuk Dalid, which reads the following. We say, Mashcheni. And this is the Kala talking to the Chassan. Mashcheni means, pull me to you. Right? Acharecha narutza. After you we will run. Heviani hamelech chadorov. The king will take me to his chambers. Nagila v'nismechabach. And then we will rejoice together. This is obviously very beautiful prose. You know, pull me and we'll run after you and I'll come to your chambers and we'll rejoice together. Wonderful. When you look closer at the words, though, there's something very odd about this. And let's look closely. The first word is mashcheni. A, it's singular. Draw me. And, and you're, you're pulling me, right? Draw me is you're pulling me. So I wrote here, mashcheni lashon yachid, it's, it's singular. Veha'adam nimshach milmaila, we're being drawn by someone pulling us. What's the next words? Acharecha narutza, after you, we will run. We just changed from singular to plural. And we're not being pulled. We're running. Notice? Right? First it's singular and I'm being pulled. Then it's plural and I'm running. And then we come to the king's chambers. What's going on? What's, what, are, what are these different steps in coming closer and closer to the king? And here Hasidus says something very beautiful. It says that these three stages of the Pasuk, Mashcheni, pull me. After you, we will run. The king brings me to his chambers. I'm really referring to the three steps of Pesach, which is Sfira Saomer and Shavuos, Matan Torah. And they're very, very exact in relating to those three times. Why is that? First Pesach, which is, we left Mitzrayim. We were in no state of anything, right? We were impure, we were low, we were uh, very, very um, affected by the Egyptian culture. What really happens on Pesach? Hashem reaches in and schleps us out of Golas. He schleps us out of exile. And that's why we say, Mashchini, we're being pulled. And when Hashem is pulling, it's primarily our godly soul that's being awakened, being aroused, and that's why it's singular. 
Hashem awakens that spark of the godly soul and schleps us out of exile, out of our internal golos, out of our internal exile, to bring us closer to Him. But that's not enough. And then comes Sphira Saomer. And Sphira Saomer is, now it's our turn to work on ourselves, to prepare ourselves. Now it's not just our godly soul. It's our godly soul and our animal soul. And we're working on it. Hashem is not dragging us out. Right? By the Pesach Seder we say uh, that Hashem revealed Himself and took us out of Golos. Sphira Saomer is no revelation. It's a time of preparing. We prepare every aspect ourselves, our godly aspects, our animal aspects, and all of it we're preparing and getting ready. Interestingly, here it says we run versus being pulled. Run represents doing something with, with passion, with energy. It's interesting, it's written that although typically we glorify the godly soul and the animal souls you know, we're not so proud of, there's a certain attribute that the animal soul brings to the table that the godly soul doesn't have, and that's passion. The animalistic side of us is very passionate. The godly side of us is more intellectual. When we get our animalistic passion involved in good stuff, then, our, then we're, we've empowered our godly soul. Our animal soul, our animalistic side, our, our passions have, become, have turned into godly passions and our, our, our ruchnius, our spirituality is enhanced. And that's why it's step two, we are running after you. And all that leads to step three, Heviyani HaMelech HaDorav, that the king brings us to his chambers, that's Shavuos, that's Matan Torah, when Hashem calls it that, the great Hasana, as it says in Shir Hashirim itself, Biyom Chasunaso, the day of his wedding, say the Chazal, Zu Matan Torah, this is Matan Torah, considered the great wedding of Hashem and the Jewish people. Um, interesting, a lot of the customs, minhagim of weddings that we have, are modeled after Matan Torah. Perhaps one of the most famous is the Chuppah. Right, the Chassan Kala stand under the chuppah, just like it says in the Gemara, famously that Hashem lifted the whole Mount Sinai and put it over the Klal Yisrael. And the chuppah represents that because Matan Torah is the ultimate chassan of Hashem and the Jewish people. For that, we go through the seven weeks of preparation, as the Zohar told us, and we go through these steps, again, of being drawn on Pesach, running after Hashem, plural, using our godly soul, our animal soul, the passions of our animal soul, until we come to Matan Torah, to the giving of Torah, when Hashem, so to speak, brings us into His chambers, when He gives us His most precious gift, the Torah, and allows us to connect to Him through that. And that is really what goes on every year again in this cycle of Pesach, followed by Yisrael Saomer, followed by Shavuos Matan Torah, and Yitzhak Hashem will uh, celebrate in a couple of weeks together. Very good.